Hello and welcome to the Accelerating Excellence podcast. It's so blindingly obvious that success in any field can come down to the mindset we bring in high pressure situations. Performing under pressure on the biggest stages is perhaps the most significant challenge we face. In these moments, it's so critical that we don't let the gravity of the outcome overshadow our ability to activate and execute what we're truly capable of. Not everybody can. And today we're going to explore why so many of us struggle in this area, inspired by our recent conversation with Dr. John DiMartini. Before big games in sport, athletes are so often advised to play the game and not the occasion. Well, that's easier said than done. The million dollar question is actually, how the hell do I go and play the game and not get caught up in the occasion? Well, it's almost impossible to play the game and not the occasion if subconsciously you're putting that occasion on a pedestal. Putting outcomes or achievements on pedestals happens when we have a one-sided view of what we perceive these events to mean to us. We're looking up at the event and thinking about victory, achievement in a one-sided manner, considering all of the upsides and none of the downsides. Perceiving the outcome or occasion as the be-all and end-all in terms of your identity, your legacy, and even your self-worth. And it's so easy to get blinded by the positive and get caught up in the glitz and glamour of what are perceived as culturally achievements. The six, seven-figure bonus, the IPO, winning the title, acquiring the followers or likes, graduating with a first-class degree, scoring the winning goal, or just winning full stop. When this happens, we're ripped out of reality and we end up pursuing fantasies. We want all of the upside with none of the downside. We want all of the pleasure without any of the pain. As the Buddha so eloquently put it, the source of all human suffering is the desire to attain that which is unobtainable or the desire to avoid what is unavoidable. To always win and never lose. To always be positive and never engage in negative thinking. To never miss a tackle, mess up a presentation, so on and so forth. Unrealistic expectations or fantasies are what cause a lot of our suffering. When we infatuate or fantasize about outcomes and achievements, they can consume us. And it's so easy to become consumed with the threat of losing that which we are so desperate to achieve. In psychology, we call this false attribution bias. And it works like this. You cause me happiness or make me worthy, whether that's winning the World Cup, getting the paycheck, the dream partner. Or you cause me sadness, losing, failure. It's the you cause me to feel good. You make me feel bad. Victim mentality. In those moments, you're giving your power to the event, the competition or the person. Because in your head, they are the cause of your feelings. When, of course, this is simply not true. And this is what we call false causality. And it has a high price in terms of your performance. When you put the event occasion or the result on that pedestal, your mind and body react accordingly. Putting the trophies, medals, titles, and paychecks up there on that pedestal has a very real tangible psychological and biological impact on your nervous system. And one of the things our latest guest, Dr. DiMartini, does so well is highlight the physiological interplay behind our reactions to these tense moments. When we're distorting our reality this way, through our perceptions, which are the way we filter information, your blood glucose and oxygen goes into the subcortical part of your brain. 
and activates your amygdala. Then your amygdala assigns a valency, like an emotional intensity, a positive or negative charge. And then we label and store our perceptions of the event in that specific way. Then we get intimidated by them. We think they're more successful or we're not worthy. And this becomes a sloppy wet code that dictates how you act in the world. Your thoughts, actions and emotions then obey the relationship that's been coded. And this is so powerful. The moment you see any evidence that may suggest otherwise, what we call the law of contrast kicks in to maintain that inaccurate representation of the event or of yourself that you created in that moment. What's happening in your brain is that emotional part of your brain, more specifically your amygdala, which is a subcortical part of the brain that from an evolutionary perspective wants you to avoid pain and seek pleasure, avoid predators, seek prey, the fear of loss of that which you've overly glorified and made yourself ultimately smaller than. And this triggers your fight or flight response, the redhead emotional states I've talked about before. Blood flow is then diverted away from your unconscious mind where all your technical abilities are stored and instead flows towards your emotional brain. And you temporarily risk becoming a novice again, losing access to all that technical ability. You end up unable to plug into your unconscious brain where all your technical ability and skills are stored and therefore fail to really deliver what you're truly capable of. In this redhead state, you're going to engage in absolute all or nothing thinking, you're non-resilient, you're non-adaptable, and it's because you fear the loss. You become rigid, paranoia sets in, and you're almost looking for things to go wrong. The irony here is that if you fear the loss, ultimately you end up attracting the loss. And this phenomena is referred to as ironic processing theory. If I were to ask you to not think about pink elephants, you ironically end up thinking about a pink elephant. It's a subjective confirmation bias where we're conscious of the fact that we're less than the event or the result or the outcome. And then we end up searching for and finding confirming evidence that this is the case, bending the truth to do so the majority of the time. And guess what? You tend to find that confirming evidence and you end up almost creating these situations in the game, in the match, in the market, in the environment. This is how your perceptions create your reality. Ultimately, we're all just a bunch of sloppy wet code that's filtering the world around us. And the emotions we feel, the thoughts we think are the product of our coding. And when the coding is stating that you are less than the outcome you're aiming for, guess what? That will dictate how you feel, behave, and ultimately perform. So if your current programming, going into a tournament, a final, an important goal, the big pitch, is that you're smaller than that outcome, then there's a chance you're going to end up looking for all the evidence that that's the case in the game, whether it's the referee, the crowd, the opposition, your teammates. You're going to unconsciously potentially search for things that confirm that that's the case. And then inevitably, that becomes your reality. And what's worse, we stay blind to any evidence that the opposite is true. How many times have we seen sports teams play oppositions off the park, but in those crucial moments fail to deliver? Then the opposition get one chance and they execute. This is an example of what we call like an unconscious self-sabotage. And it's heavily linked to what we're talking about here. Of course, some randomness comes into play at times, but more often than not, 
we fear the loss, redhead sets in, and then in those clinical moments, we choke or bottle it. And of course, we see the flip side of this when we're overconfident and we minimize others, the competition, the event, the opportunity, our partners or uh, the competition. And in these cases, there's a subjective disconfirmation bias of the negative and a false positive on the positives. Basically, in this case, we're conscious of all our positives and unconscious of all our negatives, conscious of all the opposition's negatives and unconscious of their positives, which basically means we make ourselves bigger than we really are. And then we get that almighty kick in the nuts shock. And again, how many top sports teams have we seen get turned over because they're not going into games fully conscious of reality, of all the opportunities and all the potential threats that any competitor may have. And this is why I want myself, my teammates, the performers I work with to be pursuing all of our goals with a neutral, balanced, centered, authentic, and integrated mind. We need to eliminate these polarized perceptions of events, occasions, people, and of ourselves. We've all been infatuated with certain opportunities, events, people in our personal and professional lives. I've certainly done it. And it's only later we find out that, wow, that personal event didn't quite solve all the problems or be who we thought they were all cracked up to be. And we experienced that, oh shit, what happened here moment. If we'd been fully conscious going into the event, the relationship, chances are we could have extracted more from it, more from that experience. Let's dive a bit deeper into the psychology going on here. Whenever we look up to the event, person or outcome, what we're actually doing is disowning a part of ourselves. In effect, when we exaggerate the outcome, we have fractured perceptions that need to be integrated. The thing that you perceive or admire in the event, whether it's the status, ability, respect, achievement, or whatever the outcome means to you, is actually something you unconsciously see in yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to perceive it in the outcome or event. It's something you already have within yourself, but are currently failing to own. As Dr. Demartini says, the things we perceive in others, good and bad, are the things we're too humble or too proud to admit we see inside ourselves. And as long as you're too proud or too humble to admit that you see them inside yourself, you have a missing part and you'll fail to optimize your performance. And here's the thing. Whatever you fail to own, you attract its opposite. This is the evolutionary mechanism that forces you to own it, to learn it. And there's often a joke in psychology that you marry your disowned parts. You'll find that these themes in terms of perhaps failing to deliver when it counts or idolizing certain partners will repeat. You'll go in circles and circles until you really internalize the lessons that are there to be had. They're trying to teach you, and in this case, balance your perceptions. The good news is you're not missing any parts. Whatever you're not conscious of, you just think you're missing. And it's only because you're unconscious of it. It's a disowned part of you, and it impacts how you perceive your own potential and impedes your ability to perform. And in our next lesson in excellence, I'm going to show you how to bring the balance so that you can optimize you and your pursuit of excellence.